Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, everyone. Welcome once again to Madam Perry Salon, the podcast that loves you. I'm your host, your groove mistress, and your cruise director, Madam Perry. But you don't have to call me Madam. You can call me Jen, Jennifer, Perry, Goddess, whatever feels good to you. I am just happy to be here and happy that you are too. And let me... First of all, give a lovely shout out to all the people, uh, new people that have been subscribing to the podcast um, on Spotify and Apple, um, even on Blog Talk Radio here. Thank you so much. And for the people that leave reviews, I really do appreciate them. And I really do look forward to your comments and suggestions on the show for what kind of guest or who you want to see, what do you want to talk about. You know, sometimes we have serious subjects. Sometimes it's science. Sometimes it's uh, world events, but a lot of entertainment. So just let me know because I want to know what you want me to bring to you. And you know what else? Uh, Let's catch up on some of our previous shows. Uh, One of our guests, previous guests, Don, Don Most, who you probably remember as Ralphie Malfi, or Ralph Malf from uh, Happy Days, he, is, he has a, a new jazz album, and it is on the Billboard chart. On the Billboard charts he's on, it is, I think, two levels ahead the uh, recent uh, Beatles re-release or special. So love him. Also, Wendy Moten, who you might have gotten to know in The Voice, but she's been a big deal in music for a long time before that. Uh, she's been on tour, and hopefully she'll be back soon. What else? Um the zombies still going strong, and gosh, so many people that have been on. I'm just so proud of everybody. I'm so excited that everybody, uh, the fascinating people, and of course, always, everybody knows. This. If you know this show, you know that one of the things dearest to my heart, besides animals, is steampunk. So we're going to be catching up uh, probably next week or the week after with what's going on with all our fun steampunk friends. So let's just say tonight. This is going to be so much fun, everybody. This guest tonight is one of the most fabulous human beings, fascinating human beings, too. Uh, Multi-talented, doesn't even begin. Journalist, novelist, author, children's book author, editor-in-chief for Steampunk Chronicle, mentor to writers, uh, Amazon Breakthrough Novel Awards semifinalist in 2010, and I think she had another... uh, 2013 Amazon Breakthrough Novel Award quarter finalist, uh, and of course we know our friend Becky Kyle was one of the judges on that year, so that's pretty cool. But let me just stop right here and go ahead and bring her into the genie bottle for the first time. We want to make her feel welcome. Welcome to Madame Perry Salon, Emily. Well, hey, thanks for having me. I'm excited to meet this person that you're talking about. <laughs> wow, oh, there's really more, great. there's more. 
<laughs> there's a lot more. There's always more. There's always more. Well, I, I know you're a little bit under the weather, and I and I applaud your courage for having a little tickle in your throat and being able to come on on here. It's brave. It's very brave. Yes, yes, yes. Well, with women, we have to be brave. So uh, it's what we do. I'm glad to have you here. Find a nice, find the nicest cushion in here that you want to sit on in a genie bottle, and get mm-hmm, comfy. Mm-hmm. Plop, and, plumped it right up. There we go. Yeah. Okay. I see we've got a, a, a may have a few listeners already, and let me see what else is going on. Uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? I, I got we, we I got put, wine. Did you get did, did you get wine? I got wine for this. So this is great. So uh, anything no. could happen now. <laughs> no, no. Um, I got some hot coffee, some uh, ginger ale, and water, and uh, oh, and some uh, sugar-free lemon mint cough drops. That's what I got. Do I sound like a party gal or what? And the thing you are amazing. <laughs> oh, girl. Should have seen me last Friday night at Tin Roof Cantina. I tell you what, I was working some moves. I was pulling shapes. It was all over the place. So, uh, and then the next day, like any musician, I was looking for drugs, Advil, a leaf, whatever you got. <laughs> Do you remember on the birdcage? He was like, I need a spring. <laughs> It's an aspirin with the A and the S scraped off. You're giving him drugs now? It's an aspirin. I love, I love birdcage. It's good stuff, though. Yeah, yeah. So, um, now you've got my train of thought completely off. Uh, It's it's always fun when, when a guest takes over the show, especially if they're good at it, because I can just kind of sit back and go, oh, good. This is fun. Well, you, uh, you, you brought up steampunk, and I got to tell you, in my long career as a journalist, right, um, there's only been a couple of times where I go, let the record show, this is where I lost control of the interview. <laughs> and it, it, was, it was twice with steampunkers, I'm telling you, because I love them. I love, uh, I love talking to them, but they are definitely a breed of people who are me and my machine will take on God and man, and you, trifling reporter, we will skate right over. You know? <laughs> and it has gone that way so many times. But there was, there was the, this group in Atlanta, the Prussians, and I remember in the middle of this interview, I went, I have lost control of this whole situation. I am outnumbered, and I want to run. And, uh, yeah, that was one of the more fun. But it's always fun when, when you lose control because – you know, when you plan out the whole thing and you can mm-hmm. expect what happens, then well, what, what, what fun is that? You know, it's the days that I'm flying <laughs> by the seat of my pants that are definitely the better days. They take a lot less effort. Really, they do, you know, and then they seem to have the most rewards at the end. Mm, I agree with that. Totally, mm-hmm. sister. Absolutely. So, so get those pants uh, ready to fly. Let's go. So let me <laughs> so let me go ahead then assist and give shout outs to uh to some of my steampunk people, of course. Um our good friend Jennifer Naran, who's who's Captain Ashari. Mm-hmm. Um and, and yeah. yes, very good friend of mine, very good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jennifer Noran, she's a wonderful human being. Oh, 
She is. She is. How that woman? I think she's. I think she's mechanical. She just. I don't see how she does everything she does. She, and looks good. Looks good doing it. Also, um, Madam Askew and the Grand Arbiter. Always good mm-hmm. time. Hilarious. Um, my friends with the T Scouts and Creative Play and Pod, uh, Creative Play and Podcast Network. They're all good. Because uh, you know, Wild Wild West Con has been my jam for since 2017. Mm-hmm. It's like I hope you get out there someday. I hope so too. Uh, it's like the movies, same time next year. You know, I leave home and family and everything, and go out there for my <laughs> annual affair. That's that's um, that's TeslaCon for me. Yeah, I, I do the same at TeslaCon, uh, which is coming up in oh my gosh, like thirty seconds. It's coming. <laughs> uh, I think I'm getting on a, a plane three weeks. From tomorrow, I think. Yeah. So yeah, two weeks. Where's TeslaCon? Lord have mercy. Well, that's in Madison, Wisconsin. Oh. TeslaCon is fantastic. It is an immersion con. It's uh, golly, what year are they in now? A dozen. They're a dozen years in. The theme changes every year, and um, the most award-winning show in steampunk, which is also um, fantastic. Um, it's a wonderful event. This year, it's Egyptian. They have sort of like. Oh. Um, yeah, yeah, they change the theme varies from year to year and there's a storyline that connects all the dots from year to year as well. Um and um famous characters that come back over and over again. Um my my ex-husband and I were uh the Tsar and Tsarina when they had the the great exposition in Paris. We had come as the Tsar and Tsarina from Russia and we were part of, you know, we were like Ooh. Minnie and Mickey Mouse just wandering around and, and and I have to tell you I love doing accents. I really do and I was like, "Yeah, yes, I I am I am little girl from Georgia, but yet I sound like sailor from Krasnoyarsk." <laughs> yeah, that one's hard to turn off, uh, you know, to do that. One, but uh, and 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 so we get we got murdered at the end of the show, which was the catalyst for the next year's story, which was and then next year it was all remember the czar. <laughs> that was so much fun. That was so okay, much fun. Okay, I got to hit that one then. Uh, oh yeah. Speaking of steampunk, let's just go right into your steampunk stories, your steampunk novelist and children's book author. Um, yeah. I you know it's sometimes it's like almost a story you need an origin story for how people found out or uh, got into steampunk and then to begin writing and let me tell you folks these books that I've got in front of me a Cold City Halloween Volume One a Cold City Halloween Volume Two Welcome to Witch Hazel are two these are just works of art as well as the stories are glorious but the artwork too tell me how yeah. <clears throat> So, um, it's come to my attention of late that the best work is collaborative, and it's true. And I knew this all along, and I never really had it all just come into, you know, a nice column for me. But always, you know, and here's to tell to tell a family secret. I was a bassoon player in the high school orchestra. And it always struck me as we were together in 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 the orchestra. Oh yeah, I was a first chair bassoon. Yep, that's sexy. Anyway, <laughs> um, always, always. Um, but yes, and I always loved this idea. Every once in a while, it would just overwhelm me that sixty of us sitting all together, and this didn't happen unless we all 
to a greater extent, played together, collaborated, and some pieces mm. would be louder and softer and different instruments. You know, so I knew that to be true, but you know, it's with my novels. I, it, the first one did okay. I mean, it would it did well enough for for Amazon Breakthrough Novel Award to make it a a, a semifinalist, right? Mm. But it wasn't until I started collaborating with my editor the wonderful, amazing, late, great uh, Catherine Hines. Um, she was fabulous, and she took my work to a new level. Well, that book that was read by a deployed soldier <laughs> overseas uh, at one point, uh, William Kevin Petty, he read my novel and sent me a picture, and he said, this is what I think the airship looks like. And mm-hmm. um, what do you think? Give me some feedback. Now, people send me fan art. A lot. Mm-hmm. I have a, I, you know, steam duck was our thing, and I and I have a bathroom full of steam ducks. I have a steam duck duck <laughs> bathroom. <laughs> and, and I mean, these are the people have sent me the duck in all kinds of mediums, felted and a Pez dispenser and wooden carved things and all. So you know, so fan art happens. But so he sent me some fan art about the the Chenda books. And uh, I sent him some feedback. Now, usually when you say anything critical to an artist, they're like, blah, 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 you know? <laughs> and off they go. They find a huff and they leave in it. So, um, <laughs> well, <clears throat> I sent this um, this message back to Kevin Petty. And, um, you know, the next day a whole new drawing appeared in my inbox. Now, keep in mind, he was deployed. He was in the Middle East. Um, and he was, he had some time to kill in a sketch pad and, um, he did beautiful. And I was like, and, and all the suggestions I made had just, you know, moved around in the image. And I went, now you have my attention because this is a thing that's like, huh, huh, huh. So there, there was that. And, um, I was touring in the Pacific Northwest, uh, doing some, some readings and some showings, um, with the novels, and I encountered some of the um, the comic book folks out in the Pacific Northwest, and I had a collection of Kevin's things, and I was showing them, you know, trying to promote him, um, mm-hmm. and I said, well, you guys, why don't you do a project with him? And they looked at me, and they went, why don't you do a project with him? And I was like, why don't I do a project with him? Right? So I, I took one of his images, which was these, he has these, um, and the images that he had at the time. Now you're looking at the books, going, "Wow, these are really appealing to a child's eye." You know, the the ducks and the and the ghosts and the you know witches and things. They're very appealing to a child's eye. That's not entirely what I saw when when Kevin and I first met. He had this very um, I want to say a mechanical soldier, but it was very gritty and 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 strong you know and i looked at that and i looked at that and then i wrote the first piece which was the first book her majesty's explorer which was and i named him sinjin murphy alexander um a young automaton and off he went you know and that's how and then i sent him the 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 piece of of um I sent him the, uh, the 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 writing, and then the next day, of course, he had revamped Sinjin Murphy Alexander um, uh, into um, the, what what Sinjin became, and uh, he has a marvelous 
uh, eye, um, a, a wonderful talent. And, and this is a man who has no children. He knows what appeals to a child's eye. And it's, a, mm-hmm. it's a fantastic. Um, and the conditions under which he drew most of the pictures for the first book was a war zone. You know, and uh, I find that to be such an amazing part of his character, you know, Um, and and, uh, in the time that we've collaborated, he's gone from the pencil sketches, which were the starting of our first couple of children's books together, to the beautiful paintings that you see before you in in the Mm -hmm. Cold City Story Halloween books. Um, And I mean, he showed me a picture that he made the other day, and I'm... I'm I'm just over the moon. I I'm I, this kraken that he has made with the expression on its face while there's this you know one of those classic divers with a big brass helmet on it standing on its head <laughs> yeah. oblivious that he's standing on the head of a kraken and you know God it's it's the whole thing it it tells a story and it's it's a fabulous story uh, and and it's and it's just the picture and I'm like I realize how unimportant the author is to the children's book genre at this point you know so it it really is 90% the illustrations so um yeah it it was really it's really been a delight to to work with him and we we collaborate in a very true way. It's like he'll say, Emily, next thing I want to do is a story that has a mechanical mouse, uh, a skyline. I want it to have, you know, and I'm like, I'm like, <laughs> I'm like okay. He gives me this, this laundry list of categories, and I'm like, challenge accepted, you know. <laughs> yeah. And and we, we, we come up with stuff, and like in in the first Halloween book, there's the, the, the librarian uh, piece. Um, the one about um, the lost librarian. And so the first, some of the things he painted and then I wrote stories for, then I wrote the story of the lost librarian. And I was like, we need a librarian. And, and you know, the collaboration of deciding what makes a ghost look like a librarian, um, it's the bun. It's the bun and the collar. It's, that's what makes a librarian. So uh, truly, that was a lot of fun to do. It really was. <laughs> This is the bun. This, I, it's, it's, it's so fast. You know, it's like the more I learn, the more you tell me, uh, the, the wider the fascination becomes or, or the deeper. Because, like, first, the idea of this man, he's deployed uh, in the Middle East in war zone, and mm-hmm. he gets your book, he reads, and his mind turns to all of these things and creatures. You begin to communicate, and then later you develop these creatures together. And then he comes up with, oh, now we should have a mechanical mouse, and da da da. And um, this is one thing that I do absolutely love about our modern age and all the connectedness through the internet, cyber world, whatever, is that before you two might never have met. Mm hmm. Or none mm-hmm. of each other's work, but because of this, because he could get your book, you know, then even more um, fabulousness and 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 high quality work. This is a very high quality children's book, but and mm-hmm. and the art just enchants me. That they, um, well, you know, <laughs> I look at the librarian right now. 
<laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> third collaborator here. Yeah, we have our our our, our layout designer uh, Teresa, um, who is incredibly talented in in a number of realms as well. Um, we do our thing, the words and the and the, and the pictures, and then the way that uh, Teresa Curtis puts it all together for us um, is great. Now, in, in the new book, the one that just came out this Halloween, it's meant to look like postcards. So each side of, of the pages, one is the front of the postcard and one is the back. Um, and we had this postcard idea um, kind of like it, there's a lot of nostalgia of, of mm-hmm. this. And um, uh, she's the one who said, you know – I was like, we we need some stamps, you know, or I I like the idea of the cancellation. So, you know, the cancellation that says, you know, Cole City, Witch Hazel. She's the one who picked all the images for the stamps. And it's like an Easter egg hunt from all of our other books. Uh So those all are are Kevin's drawings from other books. And and I was like, that's brilliant. And, and, of course, if you need a little help finding them, the value on the stamps, $0.03, cents, $0.07, cents, $0.16, cents, that's the pages they're on in the other book. So that's a little secret <gasps> there. You know, that's, really? <laughs> oh, I love yeah. it. I love all yeah. the little levels, levels and, and, and sneaky things and hidey places, hidey holes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And she did a lot of the work in, in, in deciding, you know, okay, we need a little bit more text here on the back of this card or, you know, this one and that won't fit. We need to, you know, so she, she, she both was, um, she, she took on ever so slightly this time around a little bit of editor role, you know, and it speaks to us. This is what number book is this that we've done together? One, two, fourth, fifth? I don't know. So <laughs> that's something when you have enough books that you've lost track of how many you've done. Right. Um, yeah. She's been there the whole the whole way along. Um and um we just collaborate better and better with each one. We always find ourselves in the position of especially with the Halloween books, we're trying to get them out before Halloween. And um <laughs> We're, it's like a horse race, like are we going to make it? And, in fact, we put out the books on the same day last year and this year. I think it was the 16th is the, is the publication date on this of October. So, I mean, a couple of weeks before Halloween, we're cutting it kind of fine there. But um, in that, you know, it's definitely always with Teresa down to the last mile. We've dawdled, Kevin and I, with being artists, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and then we get we get there like, um, hey Teresa, can we hurry this up a little bit? And, and I'm, I can probably guess that she's like, well, if y'all hadn't waited so long, you know. <laughs> but yeah, she she's the one who that actually pulls it together and makes it happen at the end. And yeah, so it's good times, good times. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And she's also very talented in, in that she makes teeny tiny books, like she binds them. <gasps> They're really lovely. Yeah, she's interesting. Such an interesting human being. Well, I have a I lot of them in my orbit. I have a lot of interesting human oh, beings. Oh, <laughs> I have no doubt. I've had, you're, you're the satellite <laughs> that collects them all out there. Um, you should have been on the cover of uh, – were you on the cover of last Sunday's uh, New York Times magazine? Because it was no. all about things <laughs> in space, stuff in space. You know, did you see oh, it? Nice. It's, 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 okay. I haven't yeah. seen it, but I'm going to have to check it out. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> everything that's out in space, some that should be, some that should be, and even some toys that I didn't realize could be floating, like a teddy bear and some squid toys um, that have been put out. I don't know about, I, don't, I haven't read enough to know by who, 
and, and and I do social media for an aerospace company, right? But I don't know right. who put these toys <laughs> out there, so uh, well, it doesn't matter. It's just fun to know that it's there, I guess, until it's crazy. Uh, and I'm definitely going to make – okay, now listen, I want to know who comes up with this part because I have found a recipe that I'm going to go out and buy ingredients for tomorrow. Okay. Follow Duppies. Help me if I pronounce the name incorrectly. Follow Duppies. Yep. Follow Duppies. Spooktini with raspberry vodka, Chambord, lime wedge, raspberries, blackberries, sugar for the rim, honey. That's, mm-hmm. That sounds exceptional to me. It's wonderful stuff. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, the cocktail recipes are mine. Um, okay. So I, I I have a condo in Atlanta. And when I moved in, uh, my, roommates, uh, my roommate said, um, you can design the whole house. And, 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 and he meant start with the counters and cabinets, right? I mean, he let the whole thing be gutted and said, yeah. And so as I got going uh, with it, I, um, uh, I decided I didn't want a kitchen table. That was the first thing. Because what happens at a kitchen table? Everyone walks through and throws crap on it. Right? Oh, yeah. There's no point. So we decided instead of a, a breakfast nook, uh, we were going to have our offices there, and we have, we have back-to-back desks. Um, and so that's, that's, we work there. And then I walked into the dining room and I went, I don't want a dining room table because what happens at the dining room table? People walk through the room and just throw crap <laughs> on it, right? So, so I, I turned, I turned to my roommate at that point and I said, I'm building a speakeasy. And Ooh. he said, onward. <laughs> he said, he meant it. Whatever you want to do to design the place, you just go ahead and do. And, and, um, so next to the dining room, the dining room and living room flow into each other. So I built this beautiful speakeasy, and, and we've thrown a number of, of lovely parties here. But the only thing that he said that he wanted uh, in the house, the only thing that he even wanted was an obscenely large television. <laughs> <laughs> and it's high up, and it, and I was like, I don't, I don't, this, this kind of doesn't go with the speakeasy feel here. But so, but, it, but it did make an Art Deco movie theater. So this Ooh. obscenely large television has silver curtains on either side of it, and I've set the couches up in rows, in in the living room. So it's 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 like a little speakeasy with a movie theater to the side, and uh, of course, you know. Um, uh, from from the the first Halloween book, there I'm I'm interested in uh, the collapse of the Knickerbocker um, theater, and again that whole story around um, the um, the the Halloween fete of the Coal City Six. These are all artists or art lovers that are ghosts. Um, they're they they've they've died for their art. Or they lived for their art, but one of the ghosts that died in the collapse of the Knickerbocker. And what's interesting about that was it wasn't a particularly great film, and it was a terribly snowy night. And only people who went out were the true fans of the cinema. And so when they went to the Knickerbocker and the, the ceiling collapsed under the weight of the snow, they all died. Um, mm. uh, a goodly number of them died. And so in that, and, and you know, all of these, I particularly love this piece. Um, because 
one of the ghosts was killed for not being the gender they were assigned at birth. And that happens a lot. There's any, any number of, of trans people, especially um, traveling musicians early on in the century, if you weren't what you were supposed to be, you know, you, that was dangerous. Um, mm-hmm. and, and, you know, I do, I do have a dog in this fight. Um, I have a trans child and, um, you know, I've been fighting the good fight for his rights in the state of Georgia. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, everything, including uh, you know the game of chicken with getting him his his gender affirming care before the deadline this past year. So oh. he he was 15 at the time, and getting him to to um, to start treatment. You know, um, he was eager to start treatment, but there was a deadline. You know, if it wasn't happening by July 1st, he was going to have to wait till he was 18 because that's what the law is in the state of Georgia now. Um, if you had already started, they were going to allow you to proceed, but no child after the 1st of July was allowed to undergo gender-affirming care or surgery. Um, and that is one of the crueler things that the state of Georgia has done to its own people. So now I've made my political statement, but again, that's why that character is in there. Um, it's okay. because lest we forget that lives are on the line for this particular thing. So yes, yes, and and that is and that is not uh, 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 that is literally lives on the line. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in in my opinion, lives are on the mm-hmm. line because. We know why. Well, I do, I I do work in in Gwinnett County. I'm I, I'm and for my son's sake, I accidentally became the chairperson of Lilburn Pride um, in in Lilburn, Georgia, um, and and that was a couple of years ago. As the pandemic was waning, I was like, "Where's the stuff to do in Lilburn, Mom?" Oh, sorry, it's all every time he texts me, it's in yeah. capitals, Mom. <laughs> Uh, mom. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, 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 hold on, mom. Hold on. Uh, I, this is a perfect time to say, if you are listening to us live tonight, and this is November 14th, 2023, 8.29 p.m. Eastern, uh, whatever day, night time it's on, p.m., uh, you can call in and talk to Emily P. Bush. The number to call here is 646-716-9922-646. 716-9922, toll-free call, and uh, step into the genie bottle and talk to Emily. We would love to have you. Already have somebody here to visit. Yes, we do, Emily P. Bush. Welcome to Madam Perry's Salon. Step on in. Have a nice cushion to sit on. Hello. Hello. Do you recognize this voice, Emily? I, I I heard I heard one squeak. It sounded like my daughter, but um, <laughs> who squeak that? again. Squeak again. We keep it dark in here, so squeak again. Is, are you a captain? Come on, don't be shy now. We've already got you in here. Hey. Hey. This is this is Lydia. Lydia. Oh my goodness, my enchanting Lydia. Lydia. Hello, darling. How are you? Good. How are you? I am doing great. Um, if you're if you're listening to it now, are are you looking on Blog Talk Radio where you can see pictures from Emily's book and a slideshow? 
not yet. I'm having trouble sitting on it, actually. Okay, well, that's perfectly fine. They'll still be there. I've got lots of cool pictures. You're going to love these books, and you're going to love the artwork. So, Emily, say hello to – I mean, uh, Lydia, say hello to Emily. Emily, say hello to Lydia. Well, hello, Lydia. Hello. Hi. Now, Emily's uh, – Lydia's a big reader, an artist, right? <clears throat> uh, Lydia? Yes, I am. I love to read lots of books. Okay. And do you have, do you have a favorite book from from long ago or from near? Um, I don't actually. I it's hard for me to pick because I have so many interests in books. Mhm. Me too. And um, sometimes Emily writes what we were talking about, her steampunk books and steampunk books for uh, things adults, kids, anybody can read. Uh, are, are you interested in, in steampunk, Lydia? Say that again. I said, are you interested in steampunk? steampunk Honestly, you know, I don't know what that is. Well, I think you kind of do because I showed you some pictures, and I'm taking you to the one in Atlanta next year. A lot of people have a hard time saying exactly what steampunk is. There's a lot Seriously. of different opinions about it. Yeah, That's an excellent well, point because I think <laughs> – go ahead. People ask me what it is, and the short answer, that <clears throat> the elevator pitch for steampunk is it's high adventure and low technology. So, yeah. Okay. I, that, I think that I always say Victoriana and uh, sci-fi. And so I guess what, since I explained it to her, of course it doesn't make sense. Uh, but Lydia is a very special person in my life, and I'm so delighted you've called in. And, yes, I got her a set of goggles already and some equipment starting to get her equipment together. She and I are making a film together. And she's well, if you, only, start if you going. only have one accessory in steampunk, it's got to have goggles. It's got to have mm-hmm. goggles. That's, I mean, that's the number one accessory you have to have, right? Right. You still got them, Emily. I mean, Lydia, right? Yeah, I do. And um, I have a question for Emily. Okay. Okie doke. Um, I wanted to ask, what makes writing a children's book so fun? Oh, golly! Well, um, <laughs> it's fun that you can you can um, you can be a little bit. Um, do you like Easter eggs, Lydia? Yes, I do. I do. I do too, and I think that's the great thing about. That a children's books that make it so fun is that you can leave a bunch of little things for a child to find, and it's it's interesting what they do find and um, what people take from books because everybody takes something that's a little bit different. So I like to put a lot of things. I like to put in my favorite words. And again, children's books are short, so they don't have a lot of words. So you you get to, to when you pick just a couple of real choice words and you get to use them, that's a lot of fun. And then the other thing is 
the illustrations are the same way. My illustrator, William Kevin Petty, he puts in little things too. And so I think a lot of it for me is is that fun of putting some Easter eggs in there. And I'll tell you, um, Jennifer, um, mm-hmm. the the uh, the first book, um, <clears throat> um, the Steam Deck book, um, the the Greenville Symphony Orchestra, their children's concert. They used our book, and they staged oh. it. And so what? you want to talk about interpreting interpreting a book and then putting it on the stage. I got to tell you, it was one of the most wonderful days of my life. I'm. <laughs> Oh my goodness! Um, I'm sure. Yeah, and seeing that, and and I'm, I was sick, sick as a dog on the day that they they did the staging of it, um, and I was talking to Kevin, and I said, I don't know if I'm going to make it. I feel terrible, and he said, Have someone drive you up there. You're not going to miss this. You will regret mm-hmm. this for the rest of your life if you. He he was like, I can't go, but you can get up there, you know, and so I got my parents. Um, and again, my mother's no longer with us, but um, she got to go see it. And I, oh, I'm good. truly grateful that she got to go see it along, you know, and, and uh, some of it's a bit of a fever dream blurb, <laughs> <laughs> but it really was fantastic. And, and again, interpretations like that, and, and, and it goes back to that original piece of art that Kevin sent, um, which was, it wasn't exactly how I envisioned the, the 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 airship flying through the air when I wrote it in the novel, but that's the that's the part that's interesting is what other people put into it and what they see, and what they do. So, yeah, I think it's so, Lydia. I think it's the Easter eggs. It's all about the Easter eggs, <laughs> you know, <laughs> what you leave and what people find. So that's yeah. that's kind of it. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay. Well, Lydia, thank you for calling. You're welcome. Now, did you like that answer? I loved it because I love Easter eggs. I always reread my books to find them. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, beautiful, wonderful! All right, and sweetheart. as you get older, you you find that what you take from a book or a play or a movie will change for you. Because when I was when I was fourteen or fifteen and and went to see Les Misérables. I was like, I am Cosette, and then you go back 25 years later, like I am Fontaine. <laughs> it it changes through time, you know, the 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 choices that we would make or how we see ourselves. So keep rereading, keep rereading all the things. It's great. Yeah, that's great advice. Thank you so much, Lydia. So thank you. I had a wonderful time. Well, Bye. we certainly had a wonderful time having you here. Bye, bye, sweetie. Oh, that was lovely. Okay, Mm -hmm. and uh, let's see. Uh, Emily, could you just reach? we got somebody else coming in. Could you just reach over, if you would, to your left and kind of part that beaded curtain for me? I'll do my best here. You know, it's a little hard to see, but there you go. There you go. Come on in. Take off your skin. Rattle around in your bones. (laughs) Well, look at this. Oh, my goodness. Hello, everyone. I feel so special. <laughs> you guys are having fun. Hi, Emily. Hello. My name is Kenya, and I am just 
loving the show. Your energy is crazy. But if I tell you that, um, was it what's the little girl's name that called in? Lydia. 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 Oh, my gosh, she was so adorable. She, you guys had the greatest little conversation. The Easter egg thing was really good. Yeah. And I love the way that you found her in that, and then she absolutely got it. And, and her tone, I love Easter eggs. <laughs> <laughs> it's beautiful. I, I'm enjoying the, enjoying the show. Um, I just really oh, yeah. wanted to step in and, and just kind of get a little bit more. I have a question for you about the mm-hmm. collaborating with your um, illustrator. So once you saw that he found you, you know, he changed his direction with your work, and and, and he found you there, you know, he found the the perfect um, character to go with that. Now do you write according to anticipating what he's going to illustrate, or is it still he follows, or you guys just kind of intermingle see where it fits. Oh, at this point I'm racing to keep up with him and his his art. <laughs> he is uh you know, <clears throat> the US military, especially the Marines, he is a, he's a soldier, he's not a Marine, but I, I mean especially the Marines. Uh they are well taught the meaning of the word now. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh this is this 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 man turns out art like a machine. Um and wow. uh I I believe all of the art, the original paintings from the first Halloween book have been sold. Um, he, mm. He's done a number of art shows and so forth. And I think there's a goodly, there's some of the art from the second book, which is available for sale through Allied Ethernautics, which is his, um, um, his web page there, Allied Ethernautics. Um, uh, links to it in the, in the books. Um, and so, yeah, he's, um, he he's incredibly talented, disciplined, uh, creative, visionary, um, and and again, if I if all I do is race to keep up with what he's painting, um, that's that's uh, that's that's a great way to do. It. <clears throat> but but I will say, for the most part, we have we have collaborated um, to to a large extent. So um, on certain days. Um, one of us is ahead of the other one. But of late, especially with the Halloween books, uh, it's definitely yeah. I look at what he's doing. And, and with the rare exception of one or two pieces where I've said, I, uh, what do you think about this? And he'll go, oh, yeah, oh, yeah I, I can do that. Yeah. Um, but don't rush me. You know, <laughs> you know approaching, approaching an artist, you have to, to kind of uh, gently say, maybe, yeah. what about, you know, because I, I don't want to, you push the muse, you get bad news. I do that. I mean, right. I know uh, there are certain hours of the day where I don't dare write. Uh, there's just, you know, my best hours of the day are between 5.30 a.m. and about 12.30 at noon, wow. you know, um, <laughs> That's and you, actually. I get really stupid around three o'clock uh, <laughs> in the afternoon. No good decision has been made by me after 8 p.m. ever. <laughs> Not even, do you, do, you, do you think we should have popcorn? That's still a bad idea at 8.15 p.m. I, I, I'll burn the bag or whatever. 
So, yeah. Um, yeah. So knowing that and knowing, knowing that um, something's just not working, stop trying. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing yeah. about the creative process is uh-huh. you can sit there and look at a blank page and make yourself crazy, you know, you really so don't, don't do it. Um, but know yourself and know that, um, and, I, and I'll admit, um, we live in, in the times, I sold my first piece of writing when I was 19 years old. I sold a piece to NPR. Um, and so that was my first professional writing credit. Um, and wow. Yeah. And so, yeah. And I did sell it at 530 in the morning. I'll tell you that too. Um, <laughs> um, but, but knowing, knowing that and over all of this time and how technology has changed, there's plenty of tools out there. I don't try and write any of these rhyming stories without having, you know, a rhyming dictionary in one hand and the thesaurus in another, and they're all digital. You know, um, wow. every once in a while I have asked, <clears throat> here's something, go, how many of us have written a nasty gram, a well, I'm sorry, a well-worded uh, <laughs> letter of complaint? <laughs> um, yeah, that sounds much better. <laughs> all right. Or, or, or you're in therapy and you're journaling or whatever. You're, you know, you're, you're in class right. counseling and you have a, right? And you you take what you journal and all this vitriol and all of these and they're great ideas and and I feel like and I've gone through and I've edited myself six times and I still I have made a strongly worded letter. Go ahead, take that to Chat GPT and ask Chat GPT to rewrite it in the voice of Mister Rogers. Oh Lord, Amen. <laughs> I was gonna and ask that. I was gonna tell, ask, did you use? Um, do you I, use Chat GPT? I use chat GPT for the tool that it is, but I tell you that the Mr. Rogers thing will make you cry at what you've said Um, (laughs) at at any point. Um, But yes, I did use chat GPT. Um, I've learned to use it as a tool. Um, You know, I was a teacher, a public school teacher. I've I've taught at all levels from preschool to college. Mm-hmm. And, and and the technology creeping in, and gosh, boy, howdy, do kids not know how to use this as a tool? They don't. They know they how don't. to use it, but they don't know how to use it as a tool. And so, you know, I would encourage any student who has to read a thing and then write a response to it where there's a question prompt, go ahead and paste it into chat GPT and say, here's the prompt and here's my answer. Did I hit all the parts? You know, there you go. Yes. it's a surprising number of kids who miss a major part of a prompt. Well, I wrote about this. Yes, but you didn't get the whole prompt. And so as a tool, that works out great. But you have to understand at the beginning, if you tell it to read these three articles and then create, uh, pull from it the five most important key elements from it, now turn that into a a an email to a C-suite executive, and now rewrite that to be more authoritative. That's what this tool can do. Mm-hmm. And but the people who go, I would okay, have some fun with it and say, I would like uh, you to rewrite the book of Genesis in the voice of Cheech and Chong. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you that one starts out like this. It goes. 
hey, man, I need a light. <laughs> and so in that, it, it's, the, it's the initial idea that's really important, you know, and then once you, it can only do what you ask it to do, and it'll do it better than you do. But I, 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 don't, I wouldn't say if you're, if you're using it to generate an idea, mm, if you want to check your tone or check it, you know, it does a lot of things for you that are just tedious, but it, it, mm-hmm. it, it can't get you more than part of the way there. Now, what you do with it at that point, that is, so the initial idea is definitely art. Some of the, the, the churning machination, the, the uh, you know, Chuck, Chuck Wendig will tell you, um, he's a wonderful um, author. Um, mm-hmm. He'll say writing is rewriting, writing is rewriting, writing is rewriting, mm-hmm. writing is rewriting. And again, if you're, if you're taking chunks and you want to say, let's try it with this tone or let's change the pacing, uh, to some extent it can do that and you can try a few things out. But the danger to that is, is you end up with 23 versions of something. And then you, you're, you're then you, then you're a a wash under a tyranny of choices to even start working with. So, it's a tool, but if you don't know what authoritative, if you don't know what authoritative tone sounds like, and a lot of students Mm -hmm. don't, they don't even know to ask for it, and they don't know that they're missing it. So, Mm. you have to be a reader before you can be a writer in that sense, and you have to understand on the three levels of writing. You know, there's the mechanics of writing, you know, starts with a capital, ends with a period. Um, There's the craft of writing, right, which is, you know, how do you get tone and mood and pacing and and what's your word choice and how does it reflect your individual voice? And then there's the, the, the macro level of does the story even make sense? You know, the the big bird's eye view. So you have to be able to take it apart on multiple levels. And and, and if you don't understand that, chat GPT is a useless tool. It's like a power saw you don't know how to plug in. So Yeah, yeah. (laughs) That's dangerous. (laughs) (laughs) Um, One last question. So the witch hazel, the spelling of witch, what, and I haven't read the book yet. I want to get it for my granddaughter, but I'm just wondering what is the story behind the W-I-C-A witch? Is it just, um, you know, a part of the... That was a hundred percent choice that Kevin made, um, mm-hmm. uh, the illustrator. Um, he so let, let let me back up half a square. <laughs> so what, which which Hazel is? So we have our whole Coal City stories. There's 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 several uh, books in the works, um, and including mm-hmm. the book that this comes out of uh, the, the the Witch Hazel. Uh, idea it comes out of Oni and the Halloween Machine, which we have had in the works for a couple of years now. That'll be our Halloween book next year, but we've put out the books in the wrong order, right? We we finished Witch Hazel as a concept, and 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 what Kevin told me, and again Kevin tells me he what he's doing, and then I write the stories to fit it. Well, I had to get super creative for this one because <laughs> Witch Hazel is a neighborhood inside Coal City. But it's always night and it's always Halloween there. And I'm like, how the heck am I going to pull this off? <laughs> right? 
But when I was thinking about Oni and the Halloween machine, the Halloween machine is sort of that regretful stage of the night after the party where, you know, it's the day after the wedding. You know, what is, how does a bride feel? Well, there's, you know, you know, drop. There's this whole thing. Well, this, this wonderful experience that Oni has out and about, and they do have a great experience, um, um, they don't want it to end. So Oni um, creates the Halloween machine, which turns everything around him into Halloween. I'm sorry, them, into Halloween. Um, and um, it's funny. When we slip up, I say him. Kevin says her. That's funny. Um, <laughs> because Oni's a them. Uh, Oni's a machine. Oni's, a, you know. So the, in the story, the, the, the kids ask, are you a boy or a girl? And Oni says, I'm Oni. Um, and 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 again, this is this is this is my my core of 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 trans and and gender fluid rights that I'm constantly yes. fighting for. It, it it's funny how it appears in the book. Uh, writers <laughs> write about what they know about, honestly. Um, right, exactly. <laughs> and and so this whole idea of 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 witch hazel as a neighborhood comes out of the Halloween machine um, mishap. And just like the sorcerer's apprentice, when it all goes bad, um, just Oni kind of uses their foot and pushes the remains out the back door. Like nobody <laughs> saw that, right? You know, <laughs> even even Oni doesn't know what's in this triple locked box, which is all the magic that was happening to make the hell. It all kind of folds in on itself, and it becomes this locked box. Well, <clears throat> and that's the entire neighborhood. It's a pocket universe. Um, oh, that's cute. Okay. And so Witch Hazel was a name that Kevin uh, chose. And, you know, as a writer, I have to, I have the parameters I have to, you know, which, which makes the creative writing, I mean, it, it makes you stretch as a writer to have these collaborative bumper wheels or borders or I I don't know, geodesic dome, I don't know, whatever it is, um, that, that you have to, to, to work around, and, and, and I loved it. And when I came up with it, Kevin was like, all right, all right, all right, this will do, you know? So, yeah. But I love it because it makes me curious to know why you did it, which I know kids, and I, I used to love reading so much as a kid as well, and it makes me want to know. Why did, why is it witch like that? Let me go and read this and figure that out. So that's a part of the mystery of Halloween as well. You know mm-hmm. it's something good coming behind. It's not just a typical witch story, you know, the witch hazel. Yeah. We do have a witch story in the book, and um, it's a story about a young witch with a cat in a tree, and, and my inspiration for that particular story was, you remember that um, there wasn't a lady who swallowed a fly? I don't yeah. know why she swallowed a fly. I guess wow. she'll die. Yeah, she'll and it die. kind of add, it keeps adding, yeah, and it keeps adding to itself. That's the story of the little witch with a, with a cat in a tree, or the young witch with a cat in a tree. So it's kind of that same sing-songy, and this happened, and then this happened, and then and I guess she'll die <laughs> but it's kind of like that so that was, that was the, yeah and I never and I and I don't use the same rhyme scheme for all of the rhyming stories I try to mix it up in fact the one about a tugboat is a and you know I love puns so prepare to roll thine eyes um, <laughs> the, the, the structure the structure of the tugboat story is a rubiot 
Mm. <laughs> because I couldn't pass it up. I couldn't pass up, you know, <laughs> rhyme structure of Rubia. So, yeah. Hey, I, I'll, I'll, I'll try. I'll, Oh, good. I wanted to ask you, um, and, and thank you so much for being my guest. Thank you for, uh, uh, this is so much fun. And uh, Kenya, I t- did I tell you Emily Bush? She lives near us. We can I have, saw have, that. have fun I mean, together. Yeah. Yeah, I'm in Georgia. I'm in Georgia as well, and I that's the first thing I noticed in reading. I was like, oh, yeah, she's in Gwinnett County. Yay. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I've, I've, I've recently moved down into to, to my new place in, in Decatur, but yeah, I'm 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 still here in the in the perimeter. I'm still right here, close yeah, enough. So I'm still on in Gwinnett County, so that's good. <laughs> yeah, I'm in Stone Mountain, so. Mhm, mhm. Pretty close. This the uh, the po- the page that tells Oni's part in this. It mm-hmm. does. I mean, we we're talking about witch hazel and. Hopefully, um, I think everybody's as intrigued as, as we are and Lydia and everybody else has texted in. Um, I have a text from Atticus who says he is seven years old, almost eight, and Aww. he looks forward to reading these books. And then I also have a message because if, if you can't call in, and you know we've all had jobs or situations where you can't make a phone call, Um like when I had to hide under my desk to try to win tickets to a show. Uh, but you can always That's message us. it in. To... <laughs> mm-hmm. oh, listen, to get, can't, listen, can you tell you, I, I had to get on my hands and knees under my desk at a, at a call center job just uh, 20 years ago to win tickets to a Todd Rundgren concert, which I would do again. So, um <laughs> Because Todd is God, man. Forget Clapton. But he, um, but, oh, but people can message him. You can word. Oh, 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 oh dear. It's been laid down. Yeah, the clap. Oh, yeah. Well, Uh-oh, okay. We've touched the line now. I think so. Right. I think... I'll raise you. I'll raise you, Clapton, and then I'll and I'll and I'll, and I'll, I'll throw in a meatloaf. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are funny. Which, Rock by the way, my writing most closely associates with is meatloaf. Meatloaf, <laughs> really? I realize that now. <laughs> no kidding. <sighs> well, and meatloaf, bless his heart. Uh, you know what? Actually, one of my guests on the show, previous guest, uh, he's been on twice actually. Kazem Sultan, bass player for Todd Rundgren's Utopia, and Joan Jett, and all kind of people. He produced, mm-hmm. I think, one of uh, uh, Meatloaf's albums. And uh, yeah. as he says in concert, Kazem says, "I will, not, you know, we always have to say, uh, but I, I will do anything for love, but I won't do that." And we still debate on what that is. Uh, but anyway, I was going to say you can message, you can always message in your questions or comments on. Um, Madam Perry's Salon or Jennifer Maudette Perry, if you can't call. And guess what? Uh, somebody else, uh, Emily, if you could stay with me a minute more. I've got somebody mm-hmm. else tiptoeing into the genie bottle here. Okie doke. Hi. Welcome to Madam Perry's Salon. Step on in. Tell us who you are. Because it's dark in here. Oh, is this me? Yes, it's you, honey. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> it was so funny. Pods, and then all of a sudden, I went to. I was like, "Hello, are you there? Hello." <laughs> so I was in the dark. Well, this is uh, Jennifer Norin, Captain Medea Asherah, 
<laughs> and ah, I came with Asherah. Yay! I I figured I'd call, and it was so funny because I love hearing about the creative process. And while Emily was talking about her creative hours, and so I'm sitting there while you all are talking and being incredibly entertained while I'm trimming wigs for TeslaCon in two weeks. So I'm covered in hair and laughing and listening to you all. And it was just absolutely charming. And I have to say that it was, I can't think of anything more fun or entertaining to do while I myself was being creative. I love it. I love it. Jennifer Noran, hold hold one second for me. Since I did not get your, uh, your, your, um, I did not get your intro music. Kenya, Jennifer Noran on here is the woman. It was because of her that I made that last minute decision to, Drive to Cincinnati in one day and drive back yeah. the next. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Hey, Captain, this will be your intro music for tonight. Okay, ready? Okay. Oh my! Captain Ashara, Jennifer Duran. Hi. 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 No, I, I just, believe I you know everyone because, now. Oh yes, of course. Uh, I just I, when I was listening to Emily talk about her creative process the last time she was visiting, I got to be witness to it, and I just thought it was one of the most charming things. I don't know Emily if you remember, but you were trying to find words that rhymed with something, and then you were trying to figure out this and that. And I just I um, love seeing your creative process and how you do things. It was incredibly oh, yeah. cool. <laughs> Yeah, and 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 gosh, I was I'm I'm that one who and you have to be you have to kind of keep going back around in circles. Going first of all, am I saying what I'm saying, or am I is this going anywhere? And especially when you're trying to rhyme it, it's easy to rhyme stuff, but to get it to tell the story while it's rhyming, you know, you have to have a direction. And then it's like, which comes first, the 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 form or the function? You know, it's like kind of a little bit of both. That's hard to teach the students, by the way. You know. Um, how to how to how to how to get through there? That that's that's tough. And it's cool hearing Emily talk about that because as a graphic artist, people don't understand all the work that goes behind something. Like they think, oh, maybe people think that Emily just wrote that in an hour and did it. But no, I got to see her agonize over a paragraph and try and find the perfect word to fit into a particular sentence. And so what I've started doing is taking people through my process. If I have a job, I'm like, watch this. This is how I start. I do sketches. I go to the computer. I come up with ideas. I pick, you know, and, and, and people are like, whoa, I didn't realize it took so much to create mm-hmm. something. And it, it's like an ice skate. You look at ice skaters and you're like, whoa, that's so easy. And then you actually get the skates on. And for me, it was like Bambi on the ice. You know, like, whoa. <laughs> 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 I just love getting to see Emily and her process and get to appreciate all the work that goes into creating the stories that she does. And I'll tell you, I'm also the girl, and you are, you to some extent allow me to do this, which I'm truly appreciative of, is that I will bring an entire conversation to a screeching halt to make sure that you and I <laughs> understand the nuance of a word that one or the other of us are using. Because mm-hmm. to me, words mean things, and when people are are imprecise with language or they're, you know, I don't want to say sloppy, it's just like it doesn't mean the same thing to them. I, it came up today even. Um, somebody said, well, it's about, it'll work out if it's the right timing. And I went, 
timing implies that there's two trajectories that need to coincide at some place. They need to overlap or they need to intersect. And, and, and in that, somebody said, you know, about timing, and I went, I don't think that means the same thing to this person that it does to me. And mm-hmm. I had to sit with it. First thing I had to do was shut myself up for a second and go, recreate the crime here what like like, does this mean like can you extrapolate from here what you think is is the meaning and and finally I had to just go no wait what do you mean by timing and then it came out that it was like with enough time eventually this will get there and but you know as a concept that's that's me bringing everything to a screeching halt over one word and so I have a group of friends I can do that with and I have a, friend, a group of friends where I'm like, nope, just let it go, figure it out later. <laughs> like, like don't, don't, don't mess around in the square. Let them get to the point, you know, like they're getting to, and like, clarify later. But yeah, I'm, I'm incredibly, um, uh, what I love delicious words. I like George Carlin and the way he can string a bunch of words together. I love comedy from dry bar because nobody drinks in Provo, so you have to bring the funny because nobody's drunk. You know, so the <laughs> wordplay that you can find in dry bar comedy is is really great. Um, uh, funny. So yeah, but words are, are my feast constantly. I've, I've scared everyone. Oh gosh. No, 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 no we're, I thought you were Everyone's afraid talking. to use words now. <laughs> No, we're I enchanting. Uh, yeah, yeah. Choose my words. Yeah, choose your words. You, you could just have pictures all around your little campfire listening to you, Emily. We are all enchanted. Yeah. Oh, it's easy to be <clears throat> enchanted by Emily, for sure. Yeah. Okay, let, let me say, if, if I could, I didn't know if you wanted to read, because I know I've kept you over time from what I promised you, but um, if I could, if you want to read, you know, have at it. If you don't, I'd like to read at least two, the last two paragraphs of Oni's part in this, describing Witch Hazel. I'm, go- I'm going to go ahead and let you do that because I sat down here on the couch without a book in front of me. But, um, but well, I, I got to tell you what my hope for next year is. Of course, we've got we've got Oni and the Halloween Machine will be coming out, but my illustrator. Um, has declined and since Jenny is here we can maybe talk about this I'm hoping for next year to get out a side project um, which is yes and it's called um, um, I'm thinking it's going to be titled something like this the inappropriate picture books that will get you fired at the retirement party Um, (laughs) and it's full of these stories you know and again none of this is good for the children's books business when you have a whole book of, of of, of rhyming stories that have titles like The Vanilla Corner of Kinky Town, um, Showers, <laughs> Growers, and Flamethrowers. Um, uh, Jenny and I have been talking about uh, the, her, her illustrating for, with me um, for Marja the Bondage Butterfly. Um, and uh, there's there's another one, the, the Perimenopausal Period Monster. Um, <laughs> and uh, my personal favorite, and this one is... Uh, this one is based on my own life, so this is based on a true story. It's a it's a story that that's called Shh, Don't Tell Grandpa He's Gay. No. <laughs> an actual conversation I had with my son in a restaurant when my father got up from the table and went off. <laughs> 
to go do something. And my son went, Mom, I'm going to tell him. And I'm like, shh, we don't out other people. That's rude. <laughs> That's okay. He came out at 76. It was great. It was, uh, wow. he told the whole family. He holds a job. I can't wait to read this went, book. We know. Yeah. So that's you know, my side I, project for next year. I saw the yes, picture. I've been carrying like, those. <laughs> I printed those out, and I've been carrying them around in a clipboard for uh, the last year. And every so often, I'll pick them out and do a little side sketch next to some of your words. And so I've been working on them. I've been coming up with concepts. So they're there. Yeah. yeah I love it's gonna. It's going to. Yeah, it's gonna have a dozen or so of these little stories in there that will get you fired if you read them. I'm, I'm, I, I just know that someone's gonna read the perimenopausal period monster at, at, at like a gathering, and everyone's gonna die, but someone's getting fired. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm job. And, and I saw your picture of of you at a pride. Uh, I guess pride with with the sign up saying congrats to your dad for coming out at seventy six. That was sweet. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, <clears throat> I got books get your fired. See, and these are fantastic. I want to read these books. This is far better than I found uh, years ago. Um, I gave Kenya a gift called Porn for Women, but this was things <laughs> were. But it was. Have you ever seen those, Jenny or uh, No, I kind of need to check it out. It sounds like. Oh, the fun well, part was Kenya's daughter said her daughter came in her room and said, what is this? And then she says, oh, that's what the Jennifer gave me. She goes, Jennifer bought this? And it, <laughs> she was going, uh, uh, inside it's like a man, he's handing a woman a, a plate with some pie on it. And he said, you need to eat more. I think you're too thin. Or, hey, today's a football <laughs> game. Yeah, the big game. You know what that means? There'll be more parking places for us at the craft fair. You know, porn for women. So <laughs> he was vacuuming. One guy was vacuuming the house while she was laying back on the couch eating bun buns, and the other guy <laughs> was cleaning the bathroom while she was just flipping through the TV. Porn for women. <laughs> Love it. Love it. Okay. All right. I am uh, some different kind of woman because, uh, I mean, <laughs> uh, I don't know. <laughs> No, I I I Madam Perry's salon is a safe space. <laughs> it is safe. Everyone's good, welcome. Good, good. <laughs> but yeah, Sounds that terrific. that was a, it. It really was. It was a. It, she thought that it was going to be something so different, but it was just a woman being pampered so much. Yeah, I like okay, it. So I, I mean, I, 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 I'm, I'm not. Yeah. I'm not mad. I'm not mad. Bring it behind that. <laughs> Yeah, I know. Every, every time my husband says, I don't think you eat enough, I'm going, I love him. I love him. So, um, okay, this is even these last two paragraphs, if we're just talking about in the beginning, uh, Oni's part in this, you know, from how, because um, it begins from a, lab, from a lab in Cold City, this tale derives of how Witch Hazel became and survives. And so then it goes, but then down, it talks about how it comes together and fate has its twist, wondrous and wild. Um, and, but then the last, down to the last two, it says, Witch Hazel now flourishes a playground of night where ghosts and skeletons prance with delight. Only the robot is their erstwhile creator. Their Halloween home is quite secretly greater. These postcards remind us of Witch Hazel's rise, a neighborhood born of an innocent guise and appearance and witches and ghosts to live out their afterlife. 
tails to the most. Ooh, nice. That's so sweet. That's so sweet. Like you just going to the enchanted land. Yeah. That's that's a great thing about witch hazel. Witch hazel. It's like you. I'm living my best afterlife. You know. <laughs> nobody says that nobody mm-hmm. nobody yeah so how do you ever draw somebody like uh, Iyanla Van Sant saying hey live your best afterlife you know with Iyanla but there's your afterlife you uh, life co- afterlife coach mm-hmm. I don't know mm-hmm. okay I'm not what, as clever as you ladies the Beetlejuice is like, I need the handbook for the recently deceased. <laughs> I was actually kind of worried about that when we were coming up with Witch Hazel. I was like, this, this reads like the after, this reads like stereo instructions. Do you remember that from the movie? God. Was, yeah. I, I was worried about it reading like stereo instructions for a while. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, right. <laughs> oh, the dead Lord. letter office, well, yeah. Well, listen, thank you so much. Like I said, you've been so generous with your time and your stories, and I just can't get enough of you. And can I take a vote here since there are four of us? Uh, can I take a vote? Who says I should do a um, – I have Emily back as soon as possible? Make it a pajama me, party. Me, me, me. Yes, me, me, me. I second that. And third is okay. that. All right, great. Yay. Pajama party. Maybe, maybe I'll – uh, uh, yes, pajama party, and I think uh, if you have me oh, back yeah. in a couple of months, I'll bring some of the stories from um, um, the inappropriate picture books that'll get you fired at the retirement party. Uh, I'll bring oh. some of those stories. <laughs> we'll love yeah, that. Bring her back. <laughs> yes, and Jennifer, we have to have a yes. special show for you too. Yeah, well, we've got yes. I've got some co-events that I'm hosting uh, next year, and I did one last month, and. All sorts of good stuff coming up. So, yeah, I'd love to come back and talk. I've got all sorts of cool okay. stuff going on. <laughs> yeah, because you've been, you've been so good to me and so kind and just, you know, brought me into so many things to meet so many people. So, yes, we will definitely do oh. that. Kenya, well, Kenya, is, Kenya has her own special place, own special cushion here in the Genie Bottle. That's my BFF. And you gals oh, from now yeah. on, you've marked. Mark your own special cushions, and these will be yours, and no one else will touch them without your permission. They must Not have your what consent. We got on them. Lord have mercy, don't touch those cushions. <laughs> Jesus, does anybody have a black light in here? Don't turn it on, okay? No, no, no. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, just that. You're the one that started with pajama party, okay? Oh, I want to get pajama party. All right, ladies. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you all so much. Emily Bush, I will be sharing how to uh, get all, all of your uh, books and everything on all of my social media, not just from Perry Salon, but on uh, my personal social media as well. Uh, Jennifer Naran, Captain Ashari, thank you so much for uh, all that you bring to people and the hard work you do. I don't know if you heard what I said earlier. We think you're a machine because nobody can work as hard as you and still look gorgeous, okay? Don't tell anybody my secret. Uh, Which is the same thing I say about Kenya. I don't see how this woman will create so much and work so hard and still is beautiful. I don't know. That would be so awesome. Back at you, back at you. Thank you all 
thank you for the uh, thanks for the callers. Thanks for Lydia. Uh, and I'm just delighted to have you here and for all the text messages. And you know what we're going to do. You know what, what, you know what happens now. What? Yeah. Well, I was going to play Bad Girls by Bruce Sedano, but it takes too much to get to the bad girl part. And you know who you are. <laughs> you do. So everybody, be, I'm going to close out with my song, Everybody's Got to Swing. I think you're all fabulous. And to everybody listening, to all of my audience, be good to yourselves. Be good to each other. I think you are all marvelous. And if you like it, please, I love you all. Take a bye. 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 B